Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Blog Talk Radio and the Carrie Edelman Show. Um, I want to welcome all the guests right now we have in the chat room. Please create an account and join us. You can also call in tonight at 805-243-1320. In a few moments, we will have the amazingly talented comedian Joseph Anthony coming on the air to tell us about his journey as a comedian as well as his life experiences. But prior to starting the show, I just want to give everyone a little bit of a background about myself and um, how I came to create this show. Um, prior to doing the show, I was co-hosting another show where I was doing more of a music-related question and answer forum as I'm also a singer-songwriter. But um, my idea for a while had been um, also a clinical psychologist and a musician, as I mentioned, and I always was really interested in combining my psychology background um, along with music and the entertainment industry. And comedy is definitely one of my passions that I go out to see frequently. I'm a frequent supporter of many comedians in the scene. Um, and just as a side note, supporting people in the entertainment industry, um, as well as people doing other interesting and creative ideas, has always been something that I've been a huge proponent of. Um, I recognize how difficult the entertainment industry is, how challenging it is, um, how complex it is, as well as how exciting it can be at times. And this made me want to interview, explore, and start delving into the lives of these fascinating persons uh, while helping promote what they do and who they are. So just on my show, just to give people um, an idea of what I'm going to be doing, we are going to be delving tonight into uh, Joseph Anthony's life as a comedian. Um, we're going to look at the experiences he's encountered and also learn what the journey has been like for him in this uh, field of work that he's chosen. Um, since we will be talking about many exciting, intriguing, and at times controversial stories, I do request that myself as well as the person that I'm interviewing that we keep specific identifying information, whether it's persons or organizations, confidential, as the concept of the show is not to humiliate or embarrass people, even though I recognize we will be talking about some uh, potentially humiliating or embarrassing experiences. Um, and also, just please keep in mind that I do have a very diverse age group that's going to be tuning into the show. Finally, at the end of the show, I will provide information about how you can be a guest on the show. Again, please create a Blog Talk Radio account right now. Feel free to join us in the chat room and call in at a later time uh, during the interview. And again, I apologize since I'll be focused on the interview. I may not be able to respond freely in the chat room. Uh, so if you posted some information about the event um, and would like to call in, please feel free to call in and ask some questions. Okay, so with that being said, let me give you guys a little bit of background on our amazing comedian tonight, and then we will bring him on board. Um, I'm sure you've all been intrigued uh, to get to the interview, <clears throat> excuse me, and hear from this talented comedian. I've had the pleasure of meeting and seeing him perform on several occasions. Joseph Anthony is a well-renowned and national headliner in the comedy circuit. He was a top 20 finalist on season four of NBC's Last Comic Standing, was the kill or be killed winner on Howard Stern's Sirius XM 101, and makes regular appearances on Uncle Vinny's Comedy Hour, as well as Sirius XM Comedy Channels 150 and 151. Uh, please keep in mind, also, he will be performing this week at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, Thursday, March 31st. And you can also check him out at Harris Casino in Atlantic City every Friday from April 15th through July 8th. So, with no further ado, let's bring on our comedian for the evening, Joseph Anthony. Joseph Anthony, you are now on the air. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I carry. I listen to your whole your whole um, setup and all the rules, and it's 
sounded wonderful. I, I wish you luck. I think you're going to do great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being my first guest on this show. And as I said, I've been a huge fan and supporter of yours since I met you a year and a half ago. And I will continue I... to support you in any way I can. Yes, yes. Do you, do you have any money? Because <laughs> that's always... <laughs> It's always the support that uh, most comedians are looking for. You know that it's nice to have uh, someone emotionally support you come to a show, but you know we're looking for cash, basically. Oh, thank you and, so much uh, for making me laugh. It's, it's been a long day in that, prison. Thank you so much. <laughs> that or just someone so, uh, to help me pick out shampoo because I was uh, uh, running around trying to time my night um, so I could sit in the car and do this interview. <laughs> I, I didn't know what they were going to say in the house, and you never know what travels to the walls, the kids. So I went to the store, and right. and um, is, isn't there anyone who has okay hair? Because all, and I don't do material like this. I'm just recapping what okay. I was doing five minutes before calling in. It's, there's okay. hair for all kinds of damages, and if you want dry hair and you're oily, or you're oily and you want dry, or you're curly or you're colored, isn't it just right. shampoo? You know, just get me clean. <laughs> I just want to, you know, my hair's all right. I just want to, where's the get me clean bottle? I couldn't find that. So, so it was a very complicated experience for you going to the store trying to find a bottle of shampoo. Yeah, so I went over to the black section. I bought some um, Jerry Curls <laughs> and I'm uh, just going to flip it around, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. So, so real quick, are you at home right now or are you out and about? Um. I'm I'm sitting outside my house and given my reputation, the, the cops should be pulling up on me any ten minutes now. To find out if, I'm, if I'm coherent or not. Oh my god! Okay, you're making me cry already. This interview's great, and it barely has even started. Okay, so I with that, uh, make a lot of people cry. <laughs> Get in line. So with that being said, and and please feel free to digress and throw in any bits or funny stuff as we proceed with the interview, uh, why did you choose comedy as your line of work and career path? I, there wasn't so much a choice. It was always a um, a uh, a deep-seated passion. Like uh, as a little kid, mm-hmm. I was kind of like this this um, special ed kid that like uh, if I'd be in my room or something. My mother had to call me out on a Tonight Show whenever the comic came on, and I would just stand in front of the television and watch them, and then go back to my room. It was just something I had to see. So you could say like right. it was always in, always in my blood from the youngest of years, and and, and yeah, the class clown, class clown slash, uh, you know, class bad kid, whatever. But more, okay. more of a clown. Okay. The, bad, the bad kid is a bully. I was more of a clown, you know, okay. and so it was always there, but. It was a, um, a a synthesis of things because from the youngest of years I wanted to be an actor, and I oh wow kind of, okay yeah yeah I I had all the leads and all the the, the uh, grade school plays. Um, one of my high points was playing Scrooge in the fifth grade. I took the house down. Um, nice, you know, nice. It, it, it was like one of those little like like when I die if if there's a film in my head. <laughs> that they can play on some projector, um, right? You know, they'll show they'll show me on that Scrooge stage. Um, but then okay. ultimately, when it came, then I started to kind of you know I got I got cool. Uh, at least I thought I was cool, and being into the arts was was not cool. So it was something I had to kind of keep under the table. And okay. I'll give you a, a little a little romantic story of. The, the cool kid who would slip out of lunch and meet with the drama teacher in junior high, normally a guy that we would, like, 
beat up and throw in the locker. I'd, I'd right. actually meet with, yeah, like I'd actually meet with him and um, and go over the material I was going to use to audition for School of Performing Arts. And if anyone okay. is older like me, they remember that that's the Fame School from the movie and the television show Fame. Okay, right, right, right. I auditioned for that school, and I oh, looked wow. around even before I auditioned. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to make it in here because, and, you know, and you'll, you'll learn, you know this about me, and whoever's listening will learn this very quickly. I shoot right from the hip. I have no filter. I don't try to be outrageous. I, I say it for what it is. I looked around, and I said, I'll never make this school because I am neither, I am neither feminine or black. And, you know, <laughs> not, that, not that either one is a bad thing, but it seemed to be sitting there with the audition, it seemed to be the prerequisite. So wait, you're saying even though you had the talent, you didn't think that you could fit in because of the racial uh, dynamics going on? I don't think it mattered. I think it was the same um, stereotypes that exist in our business today. You know, I didn't, I didn't fit the bill. You know, there were there were a lot of garlic eaters there, and uh, you know, I did my thing. And then uh, so long story short, did you end up? I'm sorry, not to interrupt. Did you did you end up getting accepted? All my stories are long. They're never short. So please cut me off. Okay, okay. Did you ever get it? Did you end up getting accepted? I did not. I did not. Okay. And, and okay. Fast forward, went through high school, underlying thought, dream, never did anything about it. I got even cooler and ultimately came out of school, went, went partners in a deli business, getting further and further away from my dreams. Fast forward, okay. I get in trouble with the law, uh, one of many, many times to come. <laughs> I get in trouble with the law. It forces me into a state of recluse where I stare at my ceiling for six months and I say, what am I doing running a deli? I'm a writer. And I started pursuing right. a writing career. Right. And then it stands up with like, I'm going to try this. I, it was like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to so, be a writer. I'm going to combine the two. But Okay. So how old were you about, how old were you about when so, that started to happen where you were kind of like, okay, enough is enough when I got to do this? About nineteen when I got when I got uh, okay. in trouble with the law, and I thought I heard a boo. Did you boo? No. Oh, maybe is it? No, it's just you and I on the air. <laughs> oh, maybe it was a passerby. Um, okay. <laughs> they're they're burning out my window. They don't even know what I'm saying. So um, yeah, to answer, to answer the question I was asked uh, thirty five minutes ago. Comedy came as a as a metamorphosis of, if that's even the right word, of all of these things, writing, acting. It was like, this is something I'm going to try. And when I got up there, I was like, oh, this is instant gratification. Awesome. This is a combination of all three arts, and I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. And, and, and awesome. Suffer. That's great. And just so I can let the people listening in, I mean, I've had the pleasure, as I mentioned, of seeing him on numerous occasions. And the one thing I can really – comment on that I find fascinating with you. And again, I'm not someone who's well-renowned and know a lot about the comedy background and different terminology, but just the way you integrate the crowd when you're doing your bits with your material, I find fascinating. And the way you can go back and forth, you integrate the crowd, and I love your comment. You go, okay, let's move on. You move on, but then you'll go back later, and you'll remember whatever you were talking about earlier with the crowd, and you'll somehow, again, integrate it in. I just find that to be so intriguing. I don't see many comedians doing that. So, again, that's a compliment on my behalf to you. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm um, I'm an insecure mess uh, right up to the moment I'm about to go on. 
not as not as much visibly as I used to be with certain habits and little mm-hmm. rituals I had to do. I'm usually kind of late. I look late back, but really I feel like, what am I doing here? I got nothing. 21 years later, I got nothing. Really? And, you still yeah, feel like that now? Yeah, when I get up there and it's like, oh, yeah, I am good at this. And, and one of the things I am good at is um, I like to think writing. I found my voice, mm-hmm. so I, I have a, a certain twist on the things I say. It may not be Absolutely. the topic that, yeah, someone else might be doing a similar topic, but my, my voice is unique. But, but yeah, when I do work in audience, that, that's where the no filter comes into play. That's where it's like, that's where my street background comes into play. You know, I grew up that way. You had to have thick skin or you didn't survive. We said, at the worst po- point in your life, we said the most horrible things and we laughed about them. And where did you, just to give the audience a little background, where did you grow up? Well, I spent most of my life in Staten Island. I spent a part of my mm-hmm. uh, childhood in Brooklyn and then part of my adult life in Brooklyn. And then I bounced around, but mainly it's that same it's that same Brooklyn, Staten Island culture and growing up with New York Italians that, you, you know, mm-hmm. you just, you, you learn you learn to cut each other's uh you know cut each other's throat but that's a form of that that's a sign of endearment if we don't if we don't fool around with you we really don't like you <laughs> right 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 okay if we're polite, okay. If we're polite you gotta worry <laughs> right <laughs> so I mean talking about we're talking about kind of your background how you grew up doing this how it came naturally to you how was um. On a personal note, you don't have to get it's it's up to you how detailed you want to get, but did you find a lot of support from family and friends knowing that you were going into kind of an entertainment type of career? Um, how did they perceive that? How was it received? Um I don't think my friends were too shocked knowing who I okay. was. Um mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point many years later where they don't really care. Uh, everybody's got their own life. Uh, my mother has always been supportive. Awesome. Uh, she doesn't Very really cool. understand it. Yeah, she doesn't really understand it, but it's like, you know, have a good show. Where are you going? If I tell you, you won't know. So I tell her, and she doesn't know, and I go, why do we have to go through that? Uh, <laughs> she, she, she would be happy if all my gigs took place in my backyard. She just doesn't want me traveling. Um, right, right. And is that typical of kind of the Italian background? Yeah, I'm a I'm a leather jacket kind of guy, you know that, and I've been wearing like right. a right. mean like this this leather for three winters. Please buy a jacket. Your father and I will buy you a jacket. Please buy a jacket. So <laughs> I got booked in Alaska two weeks ago, and yes, this is a how woman was that, that? Well, boring. But besides that, we we'll, we can maybe get that or not. There's not too much to tell about that. Um, I kept looking for a dangerous animal, and I I couldn't find one. It was. It was <laughs> It was, it was getting me home. Everything's frozen, and, uh, you know, this is it. But anyway. Um, how was, how was so, real quick, how was the audience, though? Because I know we had briefly spoke about that, you know, prior to you leaving. When uh, we saw you last you know, they, they, they were no different than any other audience that had been out snowmobiling all day and, and, <laughs> and starving to eat something slopped on their plate from a Bunsen burner and, and, and after two hours of awards, and then it's like, and the sound system was off, and we're in this big armory where the sounds bouncing all. And it's like, and here's the comedian. It was like, it was like, it was like traveling 4,300 miles to do a disorganized prom show. That's what it was, you know. Oh. Uh, it, it, those that were listening were very nice and very receptive. Okay. I had I had 70% of the room in the palm of my hand. The other 30% were concerned with the beer line and talking about the race. <laughs> 
And the beer line is important because it shuts down at a certain time in the to- in the town. So, okay. you know, beer okay. line getting their getting their fill was more important than hearing this guy would try. And I didn't care because I got paid in advance, and exactly. I got paid well, and that was that. You know, and I got to see the frozen bearing straight. Uh, I have sixty five pictures of the same thing. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it was right outside my hotel. I'm right on Nome, the town of Nome, which is right little town. Smack on the edge of the water, 75, right wow. on the southern, the southeastern <laughs> portion of Alaska. You're right, and, and, and the Bering Straits are all frozen, and, and that's the thing. And you're looking for something to walk on it, like a pedal. I saw a family of three, but that wasn't exciting. And I took a picture, <laughs> and then I took a, and that's all there was. There was nothing right, to the picture right. of. Well, you, this, you need to bring that to Uncle Vinny. It's flooded every year with this dog sled race. And everybody I've spoken to here back in civilization, they know about it. It's called the Iditaroid. And everybody's like, oh, okay. I, oh the Iditaroid. They know about this big dog sled race. And apparently I was there for it and had no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, please, uh, uh, let's plug, uh, real quick, we'll plug Uncle Vinny's. Uh, everyone who's listening right now, please come see Joseph Anthony Thursday, March 31st. That's this week at 9 o'clock p.m. at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And maybe if you are so kindly inclined, he will bring these pictures and show them to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, um, I'll, bring you, I'll bring you 12 pictures, same thing. <laughs> same thing. That would be uh, awesome. I can't wait to see it. So let's uh, – let I was so bored. I a picture of my money. <laughs> <laughs> A picture of my leg braces, like yeah, uh, this is this is. It seems to the picture okay. of Reese's peanut butter cups because I ate a lot of them. All right, Carrie, I'll, I'll be quiet. I hear you. <laughs> okay, all right, let's move on, as you would say. Okay, um, as I can imagine, there's a lot of drama and competition in the comedy circuit. How do you cope with this, and why do you continue to do this? Uh, did you say a lot of trauma? No, um, drama. What oh, drama? Oh, drama. Yeah. Okay, I mean, trauma. Yeah. That's only, only at my shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ambulances showing up and stuff like that. But we all get into that. Um, uh, a lot of uh, competition. Yeah, it's it, it's it's cutthroat. How can I explain? Right. How do I deal with it? You don't. You don't, man. If you start, if you start, and I know a lot of guys that are so hung up on what that guy got and what that guy's doing. Look, mm-hmm. this is the business you. This is the business you chose. It's extremely imba- unbalanced. Um, right. The prize does not go to the best guy, and that's right. the way it is. And it, it's gotten dramatically worse. Look, when when people who have no talent are becoming stars, and and I know. And, and making you know this is this is the what's the word the dichotomy of our industry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all you can do is, um, you know, uh, have your reasons for doing it, right? And uh, and um, and try to stay integral. See, I am a purist, and that has hurt me over the years. I've right. always been concerned with the product, and mm-hmm. never focused enough on selling the product, whether it was finished or not. Right. Okay. And right. There's so many guys mm-hmm. out there that, um, and if you watch them, they will make you sick. And if you let them get to you, they'll make you sick. Um, right. They, they don't have it together. They're not ready. They're not polished. And they're, they're, they're not worth a ticket sale. They might be all right, you know, but 
they go out so are you like, saying, I'm going to do You're saying more that, right, these are people that are more kind of just, you know, kind of marketing themselves and getting themselves out there. They don't have the product really available in terms of their ability to be a good comedian, but they're doing other things to kind of make themselves look less or better than they are. Yeah, they put on a good uh, a good road show, a good medicine show, you know. I mean, and, right. and uh, it's not to say I couldn't do that because then I'd be selling a good product. It's just after so many years, you kind of know who you are, and right. uh, you you have to somewhat come to terms with that, and mm-hmm. and find and find your thing, or you're gonna really eat yourself up inside, you know. Right, right. Well, I think it's similar. If I can just comment, because I have one of my. Uh, fans and actual friends in our chat room here and she's been such a supporter of of me as a musician and I'm not going to get into that stuff because this is about you but I'd like to I was telling her if she wanted to call in and ask questions she's an upcoming um she's a young girl she's a teen pop star and she's doing her music and we always were talking about she always asked me questions about you know how difficult the industry is and stuff and I think you made a good parallel to say you know there's there's one thing in terms of keeping your integrity and being true to who you are as a person. There's another thing in terms of just selling out so you're kind of fitting that cookie-cutter mold. And we see that a lot today with the music industry, too. I mean, how many people out there are just not talented, but, you know, maybe they have a good image or, you know, maybe they have someone who's a really good marketing person for them and they're above and beyond where they should be, even though, like you're saying, there might be other people that should be where they're at, but they're not because of other circumstances. Um, oh my God! I, I could put on I could put on five uh, I was gonna say albums, but then the seventies uh, police would come and get me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm laughing at my own jokes. I could put on five different tracks: uh, right. female, male, whatever, uh, R&B or pop, and there is no difference. It is the same. Exactly. We used to call it synthesized. In the 80s, everybody was in an uproar because it was synthesized. It's so right. beyond synthesized now. It's literally it's literally not even the original voice. It's gone through an audio box. It's right. gone through right. a machine, a computer, and, and it's mm-hmm. the same running beat. Every, you could listen to a 20-song CD, and it's the same running beat. And look. I know. I'm a huge I know. fan of music. I was just, was that your music playing up, playing us up? Yeah, that was my opening track, Echo. Yes. And 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 were you singing it live or the, or from the from the was that the track? Oh no no no, that was the track from the album. No, I wasn't singing it live oh, okay. in my house. No. Because, um, <laughs> it, it, sound, it sounded pretty pure, which is a compliment to you. And um, thank you. And and the, and the guitar player was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was the producer, Chris Matty. He had uh, co-wrote the album with me. He did all the music and uh, guitar work and instruments on the album. So, yeah. I mean, and we, it was interesting, and I don't want to go off in this direction, but, you know, I've had mixed reviews with the album, too. I mean, some people love it, and some people say, you know, well, it's fine. it sounds like this a little bit or that a little bit, but I can't really put it into that, you know, exact category, and that sometimes deters people. You know what I mean? Because if they can't say, oh, you sound like Avril Lavigne, or oh, you sound like Evanescence, they kind of get a little, they're not sure what to think. And I'm sure with comedy, too, like I'm sure you can say that. There's, I've seen a lot of comedians out there that kind of do the same thing, and I can go to see them once or twice, and then I get really bored, but going to see someone like you, I, I swear to God, I can go and see you each time, and I will just laugh and laugh, and it'll be like I never saw you before. I mean, it's just great. Well, thank you. And I, I really do pride myself on that. I really do. And, like, you know, going back to something we, begot, we began 
before and got off on the boring Alaska tangent was that 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 sort of what am I going to do? You know, when you're younger, you're 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 charged up and all you're thinking about is all right, point A, point B, point C, and you get to a point where you're like. There's so much more I want to do in my career, and here I am back at a, another venue that pays this, and, you know, yeah, pays the bills. And people expect that you're just going to get charged up about that. Well, look, it's a job. You're not always going to get that charged up about it. So you go, what do I need right. to do? I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else. I'm blank. i got nothing. And I get up there, and I swear to God, my shows are always different. Maybe it's boredom, but I I I, I have a, a, a healthy a roster of material, and then I really get off the right. cuff. And no two shows I do are the same because I have no filter and I work off the cuff. And, and, and right. you know, exactly. and it, it, it's, it's like you said, it's like a lot of these people are, are uh, cookie cutters, we call them, or, or carbon cutouts, and they're doing somebody else. Look, if you are unique and someone tells you you remind me of someone great, don't ever feel like you're not unique because that's a compliment, right. man. You right. know? But if you're mm-hmm. but if you're a, a Jim Daffigan clone, as there's about twelve thousand of those in the city, or you're a Jim right. Norton clone, you know, and you're angry about socks like everybody else, you know. <laughs> when I'm angry, you know me, Kelly. When I'm angry on stage, I'm really friggin' miserable. And it's either it's either stage and you know everybody's like, look at the funny guy. No, look at the guy who's falling apart in his life. That's me. Right. right. That's why right. my show has been subtitled The Truth since 1993. You know, and a lot of right. comics go, quote, unquote, this is the truth, this is a true story. I can't bring nothing but the truth to that stage because then it, 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 I wouldn't be doing what I want to do. I wouldn't be saying right. what I want to say. And I don't, and I'm, I think, not, I'm, contra- I'm controversial okay. not to be controversial. Right. Okay, everybody, most people, most guys that are controversial write, oh, this is going to get a shot. I'm the difference. That, uh, you know what it's like? Look at Marilyn Manson. Let's talk music and let's talk comedy real quick. Look at Marilyn okay. Manson, look at Ozzy, okay? I'm mm-hmm. Ozzy, okay? Because Marilyn is every move is what will shock them next, okay? Right. Ozzy, Ozzy is this endearing, good-hearted guy like me who's just so, so real, like, dark and real and twisted and, right. and, and, and wants to be loved, and yet he's got all these problems and he's falling victim to substance. I mean, I'm, I'm Ozzy. I'm the guy that would, that would bite the head off the dove and have no recourse for it. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's that. It'd be right in the moment. Whereas Marilyn Manson would have a little script, and I said, I'm going to bite the head off the dove. I'm going to put the same sign on the wall, and we're going to slam out, you know. Ozzy was just like, you know what, there's a dub, he's a bother him, I'm going to bite his head off. I'm, you know, in comedy, and I'm not comparing myself, I'm making it a, a parallel analogy. Mm-hmm. If I had mm-hmm. to say, if, if it was, if it was a, a, a life and death question, who are you more like on your more outrageous side? Are you more like Kinnison or Dice? Kinnison. Because Kinnison, there was no filter, he was not contrived. Dice was an act. Dice put on a costume right. and did right. an act. And he did an act. You know you what answered, I mean? You answered one of my questions for the future because I was going to ask you in terms of uh, 
if you had to be compared to someone. So you answered that question. Um, so why don't we do this real quick? Let's take a quick break, and uh, we're going to listen to one of the advertisements for the show, Flirt Energy Drink, who is a current sponsor of the show, and my single Vanilla Skies is representing the product. And then we're going to listen to a bit from Joseph Anthony, and then we'll come back. Does that sound good to you? Sounds fine. Get that Hello? watered down bit I said. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to listen to that. That's funny. I love that. All right. So okay. let's check out Fluid Energy, and then we will check out Joseph, Com- Joseph Anthony's comedy bit, and we will be back in a moment. Hey, Alyssa, you look awesome. Wow, thanks. What are you doing, putting in extra hours at the gym? No, I drink Flirt. The pink energy drink? You like my energy, don't you? Yeah. Flirt is the first energy drink designed for women by women. Flirt, the one in the pink can? Flirt is jam-packed with natural ingredients. Really? Zero calories, DHA, folic acid, green tea, and putia. I could get it here at the gym, right? Flirtsport.com. Flirt. Sport.com. Yeah, for a location near you. Get ready to laugh. It's Comedy Cure's Laughing Lunch Break. This generation has the most amazing technology, yet they'll still say they're bored. Yeah. I see my nephew sitting on the couch. What's the matter? I don't know. I'm bored. Oh, Lord, we had Slinky, a wonderful, wonderful toy. Fun for a girl or a boy. Joy, laughter, and therapeutic comedy. Visit us at ComedyCures.org. Comedy Cures Laughing Lunch Break is possible through a grant from Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Winning the fight against cancer every day. Find your funny bone at ComedyCures.org. Okay, and we are now back on the air with Joseph Anthony. Welcome back. I hate that bit. (laughs) Oh, I like that. I think that is funny as hell, the fact that kids are bored as hell today, but... We grew up, or you grew up, with a slinky, which is a bed spring. <laughs> I think. I, think I agree that's awesome. that it's funny. You don't, you don't ever want to be, and believe me, th- th- this this doesn't affect a lot of comics. Trust me, I I know a lot of, okay. them. Uh, and I would never tell them, but um, I do watch. <laughs> you never want to be a parody of yourself. Like it's like it's like you pay two million dollars to have Bon Jovi come to your house, and or something like that, and and you want to hear "Living on a Prayer." And he's like, well, it's your money, you know. But he's got like, you know, 600 songs he wrote after that, you know. Well, that's my living on a prayer song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Do you understand the analogy or no? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. It's kind of like a greatest hits thing kind of thing, but it's not greatest hits. It's like people know it, they identify it, and they go, I love that slinky bit. It almost becomes like it was really right. funny and smart when I wrote it. But then, I don't know, everybody has a take on toys of that generation. And, right, you know, right. I, 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 I'm never done evolving. That's that's why I can't get famous because I'm freaking miserable and I'm never done evolving. And as I told a good friend of mine, I, I figured it out. God keeps handing okay. me terrible situations in life because it keeps going here. You're going to continue to be funny. Here's something else to work with. Right, right. 
Well, that's a good way. Hey, in psychology that we call that reframing, when you take a scenario that's maybe not the best situation, but you try to make something positive out of it, so that's what you just did. And, and hey, you know what? It helps you with your career. So, unfortunately, if, if that's what's happening, it's still giving you something good to uh, present when you're doing your stand-up act. My, and my so, name is um, Connor. It makes me it makes me a miserable person. Oh, <laughs> no! I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, I I have a I have some happiness. I have two little happinesses, my kids. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So why don't we talk about? I know you were saying that we were going to talk about a little bit of any like controversial stories or any type of situations you've encountered during your career that. I don't know, you, you find intriguing and would be entertaining for the audience to hear? I know you mentioned one what? about, I don't know, having an idea for some type of a show, and you said it was a really interesting story. I don't know if you remember that when we were talking a couple of weeks ago. But someone oh, took yeah. the idea from yeah, you? Yeah, I wasn't even thinking on those lines. But, yeah, that was, um, that was essentially... Um, I was contacted by someone, so it was a strange call because it was someone in the financial services industry who I knew who said, you know, do you know anyone in the entertainment business like that could maybe get a show on television? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it goes back to you, you're trying to pitch yourself and you, you don't know how to do it, but when right. someone else comes to you, you're like, you're a big shot. You know, I, I play a better agent sometimes than I do a comic. And he tells me about what his idea was, and I'm like, that is right in line with what's going on on television today as much as it sickens me. It was essentially a reality show, a contest-based reality show. And okay. I got together with this guy. I was a little naive, uh, although I signed a piece of scrap paper saying we had an arrangement, but, you know, you know, right. they had a lot of money, and they can always screw you. And I basically wrote the outline, like a 15-page outline, for a show, how it would go, Gosh. six episodes okay. and all this stuff. And then it turned up on USA Network verbatim, my outline verbatim. And he oh had disappeared for a while. He was out of touch, and he called me up. He goes, did you see the show? And I was like, no, you got to go to the website. They they reprinted your outline work. For work. He's the guy who robbed me. I know he did, you know. And uh, I had went to his office. So wait, was, and he, I wanted... was he saying that you were part of it? No, it's no, the opposite. No. That, that he, had, he had spoken to someone. He had spoken to an right. attorney who also is an agent. You know, a lot of attorneys are agents. Right. Um, right. Or should I say, yeah, a lot of a lot of attorneys, yeah, they get into to being agents because of the logistics of it. And and uh, he had spoken to an attorney, and it turned out that attorney was also an agent for a reality show. And once you once you once you're on the inside track. Because that's right. what this whole business is about, and you know it. It's not about yeah. talent. It's about getting on the inside track. Once you're on the inside track, then you could open the doors. Okay. So was he throwing it in your, I mean, throwing it in your face when he said, check it out? I'm, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry. he pitched it to this woman. He tried to blame this woman, this agent attorney, for robbing us. But oh. meanwhile, so many, yeah, so many weird things went on where, like, Guy was calling me every day. All of a sudden, he was MIA for like six weeks. Then he called me out of the blue, and he tells me, "Oh yeah, I'm not with that company anymore. He's with a huge company. He was the top seller. He was making a quarter million dollars a year. He opened up his own firm. 
selling different financial products. And I'm like, wow, wow. Well, you know, how did that come about, you know? Uh, right. You know, maybe he sold it outright, you know? And um, and, and the weirdest thing, I mean, should, should I say what the show was? Because the show no, was on the five. Uh, well, Simon to. Cowell, Simon Cowell, it's not American Idol, but Simon Cowell got behind a, 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 a mirrored type show. And wow. they said, and USA said, wait, we had it first. And basically, Simon, the show never lasted. Simon put it on. Okay. You know, he's the monster. He's got all the connections and the lawyers. He put it on, right. and it came and went. It, 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 it came and went as fast as it came and went because they tried to bring suit. He gave them some money, and everybody was happy, and the show dissolved. But wow. the bottom line is I wrote the original outline. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's disheartening. Just, just, yeah, just sitting here listening to you, I'm just like, ugh, my heart is just like sinking. It's just, And maybe that's something we can, you know, give some education about to the audience and people listening in is you really need to be careful in this industry and you really, you know, people just, you you think they have your best interest and you think they have your back, but before you know it, like you're saying, they take your idea and they run with it. And that's the same thing whether it's a song or your comedy stuff or you're writing, you know, you're writing a script for whatever it is, a movie, a play. I mean, you really need to be careful. Terry, I can name you six comics that uh, respect me and admire me, and, and talk about how I'm their mentor, and 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 I've helped them, and I've given them referrals for work, and this and that, and and yet mm-hmm. they all went and took a piece of me, you know. And it's like, and when it comes to scripts and and being a an, an individual and all this sort of stuff, you're faced right. with a dilemma. You can keep it in your pocket forever, and right. you know, and 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 and, and, and be paranoid about the whole world. Right, or right. Throw, throw it out there and take a chance, and it's like there's no there's no exact formula, which is really really uh, disgusting. There's no yeah. exact formula. Yeah, that's, it's, it's not supposed to work that way. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah it's, anyway. it, I know that that's the challenging stuff of the industry, and now, I admit now, it. You know, I bring everybody get, down. <laughs> well, no, no, it's not, and that's part of my show. Like you're saying, the truth. I want this to be real. I want to bring on real grounded individuals that are that are authentic and genuine and, and really are telling people, look, there's some great things about this industry and you've mentioned you've had some, you know, great times and you're well renowned and you're doing well, even despite the fact that you said you're you're miserable at times. But you're still doing very well and you stay true to yourself. But on the flip side, yeah, there's a lot of kind of risks that one takes and sometimes unfortunately an experience like you just had happens. Um, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah, after this conversation, I, I, though, I'm upset because my anxiety pills are in the house and I'm stuck in the car. <laughs> what did you say? I said, after this conversation, though, I'm all riled up. My anxiety pills are in the house and I'm in the car and I'm stuck. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we don't make, we don't want to make this show an anxiety provoking situation for you. It's a, no, no, it's most of my, should be cathartic. Most, most of, yeah, it should be cathartic. You're letting everything out. It should be cathartic. That's a Freudian term. It's a term that, in therapy well, that, where you that, find that's it. How, that's how I perform, every... you know. I mean, I, sometimes right. I write and sometimes I don't. Lately, I haven't had the um, the 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 time and the peace of mind to really sit down and work on some things I've wanted to work on. But then it, it, it's just inevitable. I can't stay stagnant. So things start coming out of me on stage, and I know that sounds 
many different conclusions can come from that statement, but things just thought things just started coming out of me on stage that was so not planned, but apparently they were buried in my subconscious and they said, right. I can't sit here no more. <laughs> Right. And before you know it, I'm just writing on stage. He's on a tear. Where's he going? I don't know, but it's funny, you know? Right. And that's, do you, that's a lot of times how things are written. Right. right. That's interesting that you're saying that. Do you bring, like, a, a tape recorder or anything with you just to hold on to that stuff, or, or are you able to remember it after you perform it? No and no, because apparently I'm I'm so I'm so um, I'm such a genius that I'm going to be as great the next night, and I'm such an idiot right. that I can't take the time to <laughs> film or tape anything. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I'm so um, afraid I'm going to lose it. That's why in every show I'm blank. I don't go. What are you worried about? You had that new thing last night. I'm at every show going with three hours of material, and I can work three hours off the cuff, and I'm going. I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know what to say. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, if you had one piece of advice to provide to an up and coming comedian who's choosing this career oh, path, what would it be? Eight question. <laughs> I, I know, well, I just came up with that myself. I didn't pull that from anywhere. <laughs> no, I know. I, I've been asked on every radio show I've ever done. But go ahead. So, yeah, so if you had a piece of advice for someone who's looking to get into this line of work and go down this career path, Again, anything that uh, that you can think of, what would you recommend to them? I would give you my personal advice, and then I will give mm-hmm. you my logical advice. Okay. My personal advice is that you write, get up on stage. Rewrite, mm-hmm. get up on stage. Just record it. Just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Um, and like anything else, you're going to get better at it. You're going to find new moments in your material. Understand how to craft a joke. That a joke is right. not just a retelling of a funny story. That it's just, at some point, it has a setup and a punchline. And even the most, you know, the most proficient comedians utilize that. But the reason you don't see it is because they are proficient. A good comic doesn't sound like he's doing a script, but yet you could be more of a, a cerebral comic, and it could sound scripted, and then people will admire your writing. But whatever right. your stick that you rise to, man, um, be, be be true to it and keep doing it and keep finding and, and discovering um, because it's going to take you, uh, if you're if you're really honest and pure, it's going to take mm-hmm. you a good 10 years, to, a good 10 years to really understand this. But right. if you want to um, pop your mug on television and, um, and just uh, be a great auditioner, then I would put together a great seven minutes that makes everybody happy on several different levels and shop it around town, either live or by videotape, and find some kind of unique, weird hook that has nothing to do with being a stand-up and nothing to do with with talent or acting, and pitch an idea, pitch something in the reality vein, because from a business standpoint, that seems to be what's going on. Right, 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 absolutely. it's just like looking at these really these really bad comics typically I don't know all of them, but some of them that sit on the Chelsea Handler show or this this this, this, um, this guy who's got the uh the show where he talks about the video clips behind him, they're contrived and mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 they're they're scripted 
and and you have to have no brain in your head or exposure to real entertainment to to actually find them uh, gifted, and yet and yet because of the magic of television, they will sell out. They will sell out a two thousand seater and make big money. Right, right. Yeah, you, you, know, right now. you know, I say it modestly that if if I was doing a two thousand seater, you know, and I've I've done a few and more, uh, but you're gonna get your money's worth. Who is this guy? Right. But you're gonna get your money's worth. Right, exactly, exactly. Oh, so anything else that you'd like to tell our audience, and then we'll go into some of plugs for you um, for tonight. Uh, for for tonight, um. Well, yeah, anything else? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know if there's. I mean, we pretty much highlighted everything that I wanted to ask you and that we had spoken about. Um, definitely want you to give your plugs about your website, upcoming performances, all that good stuff. So yeah, it's up to you. Uh, let me see. I mean, I, I, I'm like you know, I, I'm like I'm like the old man at the fireplace. I, I have so many great stories. We. We we didn't even really scratch. I, I, I promise you this, I, Joseph. I promise you this. I will definitely bring you back on. So there's no doubt about that. So yeah. Don't worry about that. There'll be much more opportunities to tell. Maybe we'll do a storytelling one. That would be interesting. Just do story. Oh, that's right. I'll give you a story about my stories, which is real quick. I was sitting okay. after an acting class one night with uh, a comic friend of mine and another guy who was a comic, but I really didn't know him as a comic. Didn't know his work. I just knew him from the acting class. He was this kind okay. of Massachusetts. Prep, private prep boy kid, you know, well white bread. He's all over TV commercials. I mean, this kid. I there's not a TV commercial of the most major brand that he's not doing. He's doing really, really well because he's just got that middle of the road, middle America white bread face. Okay. Right, right, right. And God bless okay. him. God, God bless him. But we were sitting, having a bite as we would do after the acting class. Me, this this comic friend of mine from Long Island, this kid, we were sitting one night, and okay. I was just spinning my yarn, and they were all true stories. And to me, there's nothing that off the wall about them, and they and they really involve, you know, every um, mixed up genre you could bring up. You know, the sex, the drugs, the alcohol, the rock and roll, the right. the, 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 the violence. The, <laughs> the, the, the wild, the this, the that, everything related to comedy, not comedy, as a part of comedy. I really have lived like a rock star life, yet I don't have no money and no fame. <laughs> but but like, and I'm right. sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I'm just spewing out these stories, and like the both of them, I look up from whatever I was eating, and like the jaws are hanging, and like, what's the matter? Like, you, you don't understand. This is a book. And I'm like, what are you talking about? These stories you have, they're amazing. Right. I'm like, they're not amazing. Right. They're real. Everybody I grew up with has a story like this. But they're like, we right. don't, we don't, we don't right. anybody. Like, you're a movie character. And I said, so maybe, wow, that's when it dawned on me that this is not, you know, where I come from. And the stories that, that we share in a certain environment uh, that we right. laugh about, the, the rest of the world is really not accustomed to. You know, it makes. Right. It, it, I think it makes me. I think it makes me kind of write in a certain way and be as quick as I am on stage. It's a, you know, it's a thing. I don't know if it's a gift awesome. or if it's just that that's, I'm screwed up. Hey, well, maybe you should at some point write a book. I mean, maybe that's the next. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be your manager because you said you don't like doing <laughs> that the networking, marketing stuff. But don't worry, I'll take over for you. I'll do all that stuff. 
Uh, I think but you'd thank be good you at so it. much. Oh no, I, yeah, that's that's definitely a strength of mine. My psychology and my marketing, and yeah, I can definitely do well with that stuff. So we'll talk. We'll talk on the outside. <laughs> but Joseph, thank okay. you so much for coming on tonight. It's been an awesome experience having you on. You're an amazing guest. You're a phenomenal comedian. Um, I'll definitely be seeing you this Thanks. Thursday and hopefully bringing some people out. And why don't you we need, have you? You need some uh, Advil. You need some Advil after this. No, no, this is great. No, this is a great ending to my day. Absolutely. But um, let's have you plug some of your stuff, and then after that I'll just do some closing words. And like I said, we'll definitely back, have you back on in the near future. Okay? Thank you very much. Okay, so I, uh, give your plugs. Give my plugs. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's start with the website where most um, most things can be found, such as uh, things for sale, my calendar when I do updated clips and so forth, and that is josephanthonycomedian.com. Very simple, josephanthonycomedian.com. If I need to tell you www in this state of society, place in the world, <laughs> then kill yourself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, um, I will be, as uh, Kerry said, at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club this coming Thursday, the 31st, I believe it is, 9 p.m. show. That's in Point Pleasant yep. Beach. You can go to UncleVinny'sComedyClub.com for information. Um, where am I? I'm out of town this weekend, but, um, yeah, I've got that Harris thing coming up. It's a consistent gig um, every Friday night beginning April 15th through mm-hmm. um, through Friday, every Friday, yeah, through Friday, July 8th. And then check my website if you live in the New York area and self-promoting a show in one of the boroughs. I don't want to give too much away, but um, it's my own show. I've done it there a couple times. I'm very successful. I like awesome. to see a lot of people turn out for that. And, uh, yeah, cool. any other date can be found on the website. Awesome. Well, just Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, it was a pleasure having you. We will be in touch, and I will definitely be bringing you back on. We'll come up with some unique ideas for a storytelling show, because I think that would be great. All right? Oh, that will be cool. So. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Again, everyone, check out Joseph Anthony at www.josephanthonycomedian.com. And if you're around this Thursday in New Jersey, come check him out at Point Pleasant, New Jersey, at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. And for future stuff, just uh, reference his website. And you also have your DVD, right? The Truth, which is also yeah, on your website. Yeah, the DVD for sale. Um, it's not The Truth, yep. that's the old one. This, this is, um, I can make anything funny. It's, um, you would like Oh, okay. Sort of based on a awesome. lot of um, live footage of improvisation and ed-living that I've done awesome. over the awesome. years. Awesome, Cool. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show, and I will see you Thursday, and we will be in touch. All right? Thank you. All right. Thanks, Joseph Anthony. Have a great night. All right. Bye, Bye-bye. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, everyone. So, as you could see, Joseph Anthony definitely told the truth tonight, uh, which is his DVD. And his second DVD, which is uh, I Can Make Anything Funny, is another absolute truth of his, because I think he showed that to us on the show tonight. And hopefully people can check him out this Thursday at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. Um, Just to close the show tonight, if anyone is interested in being a guest on The Carrie Edelman Show, please become a fan on Facebook by going to The Carrie Edelman Show, as there's detailed information about how to book an interview. Also, if you are a band or musician who would like their song featured on the show or a product that would like to be advertised on the show, please send a professionally recorded high-quality MP3 to Carrie Edelman at Hotmail.com. Again, all that information is under the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter, okay? 
And next week we have uh, another guest coming up next Wednesday, April 6th at 8 o'clock p.m. on the Carrie Elman Show. We'll be featuring two comedians that will be performing in April, on April 16th, in Toms River, New Jersey, details to come. We have uh, Tom Comer from Toms River, New Jersey, who is presently doing a comedy circuit in New York, and also um, comedian Joe Matteris, who has appeared on the Chelsea Lately Show, Late Night Show with David Letterman, Comedy Central, and the Howard Stern Show. He's presently also promoting his one-man show and podcast called Fixing Joe. So please tune in next Wednesday, April 6th at 8 o'clock p.m., and there will be more details to come on Facebook. With that being said, I'm going to close out the show with my hit single, Leave It All Behind, um, because I think that's apropos to this interview as we are walking away and moving forward and and looking uh, toward the future with all good things for Joseph Anthony. So let's play Leave It All Behind, and after that, I will see you guys next week. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate your support. Bye.